0: More than four decades, and two Hall of Fames later, Trey Ware is still waking up Texas. Up to date, up to
1: the minute, and kind of
0: get the late-breaking stories right away. The 550 KTSA Morning News with Trey Ware, now on FM 1071.
2: We have to get in those communities, and we have to knock on those doors. And? And we have to convince people. Uh And put them in a car. And drive them, and get that vaccine in there. Okay. That is the mission.
0: Okay. So the mission is, from the Mafia boss, we got to go to people's front doors, grab them, drag them out, put them in the car, and go get that shot. Yeah, okay. We're going to talk about that one, uh, obviously. Good morning, San Antonio. It's 507 at 550 KTSA, FM 1071. The Trey Ware page, KTSA.com. Good morning, Elaine. Good morning, Christopher. Good morning, Don. All right, let me just make sure I get this right. I want to make sure I understand the facts of the case before I go on with this. So you shoot a cop in the back of the head, sitting in front of the headquarters, the cop headquarters, and you kill it. Caught on video. Caught on video. No, you, you, he did it. He did it. He he shot him in the back of the head and killed him in a very cowardly way. He walked up and bang. Uh, okay, so you did that. And then when the jury decided you did it, then you, 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 you stick your elbow in another one's mouth standing right there. Bang! And hit him in the mouth, right? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Right. And now you're going to go away and be sleeping where other cops are going to be watching you sleep. Mm-hmm. Or not. See, that's the issue. Yeah. <laughs> be real easy to turn my back and walk up down the hall. I'm going to go get me a Coca-Cola while you boys do whatever you need to do over here while I get a Coca-Cola. This guy's not smart at all. He's actually pretty dumb. What is his name, Otis McCune? Otis McCain. Otis McCain. Otis McCain, Otis McCain. Yeah. yeah. Uh, who shot Officer uh, Marconi and um, and killed him. And now the jury yesterday said he is uh, going either to prison for the rest of his life without the possibility of parole mm. or to death. Right. Uh, now, if it's the latter, that should happen sooner rather than later. Uh, get your one appeal, and then immediately do the execution and get it over with. And that's always been my position on these things. But no surprise, because a lot of my friends who are police officers who knew about this case, they knew it was him. He he confessed to it. He said yeah. it was him. Right. There was no doubt in their minds, so the jury got it right. And it only took him what, 17, 25 minutes? Didn't take long at all. Whatever it was. It
3: was within within half an hour, five minutes, they had their uh, jury... Yeah, up and ready to go yeah so now it's sentencing that begins today today and that could take a week or two uh-uh um, no you don't think so <laughs> <No. Yeah>. <laughs> typically <laughs> it takes a week or two yeah but you know in this instance <laughs> with, with all that we've seen <laughs> right uh you know, <laughs> you know I, I really shouldn't stick my neck out like this but no, you, go ahead but, it's okay but yeah uh-huh. you know I, I, unfortunately this is what happened of course um, of course you know we we've all seen the video uh-huh. uh we you know we've heard from the witnesses mm-hmm. there wasn't one person that came forward and said ah oh, no other than otis mccain that said no that he i didn't he, that wasn't him that was somebody else no it was him yeah, yeah. 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 you know so yeah yeah i i can't imagine this is going to take long to to sentence him to whatever his fate may be not going to take long at all uh, i'm going to assume that it's the latter i do too uh, and and Like you said, if that's the case, then they should probably just...
0: I am not... Look, I've always supported the death penalty, right? And people say it's not a deterrent, and it costs us more to do the death penalty... Uh, neither of those are true you know we we're not going to argue the death penalty thing uh, i am pro death penalty always have been because yes it is a deterrent because he will never do it again mm-hmm. well he's if he gets you know, life without parole he's never going to get out well life without parole does change it has changed in other states mm-hmm. legislatures come in and they make different bonehead moves and these guys get back on the streets Right now, the head cop in Chicago has been on TV all night whining and crying about them putting killers back on the street in Chicago, and they're doing it.
3: Yeah. Uh, Look at the problems they're having there.
0: Right. Every night of the week. Every night. And now we're talking about little children being killed by these guys up in Chicago. Uh, The the, the thing we talked about yesterday uh, during Where and Rhyme with Sean here, uh, you know, the the whole uh, respect for life thing is over, and people just don't respect life the way that we used to. We used to be in a society that respected life, and it's just not there anymore. And so if that's the case, when somebody does what this guy did and is found guilty of it, you, you remove him. And uh, you do it, you do it uh, judiciously and quickly, because, expeditiously, because you just need to move on. Um, I, I've seen it. Uh, I've, I've been close to it. And you've got to get it over with and move on. And I hope that, they, uh, I hope that that's how they'll find I can't. I, I can't imagine them finding any other way other than San Antonio has been making a trend to the left lately in the people, and I'm guessing this is not a judge's decision. I'm guessing the jury is the still jury there, right? Yeah, the jury jury's going to make that decision. Okay, well, uh, you know, yeah, <laughs> what we're talking about is he after the uh, verdict was announced yesterday, he elbowed right in the mouth. Uh, yeah, one of the were, bailiffs standing right there hit him right in the mouth. Right,
3: they were leading him out of the
0: courtroom. Yeah,
3: and he just started throwing elbows. Yeah, I uh, hit this one bailiff square in the face. Yeah. in the jaw, I believe bailiff wasn't hurt. You know, seriously. Yeah. And of course it hurts when you get hit in the jaw. But- of course. You know, it, it wasn't anything that he was back in the courtroom within a few minutes. Well, he was outnumbered <laughs> by a yeah, lot. I, I have never seen a swarm of lawn. <laughs> Did you see that? Me. Oh,
0: jeez. <laughs> uh, there was about a dozen. Yeah. And uh, that's, when, that's when somebody like him loses teeth and what have right. you in a situation yeah. like that.
3: Well, do you think that perhaps in his frame of mind that he wanted that? Maybe. You know, um, that he wanted them to... You know, take him out right there. Maybe you know, so. It's probably what he was thinking. Could be. You know, um, you know cameras it, are all on them. You know,
0: it's possible that he was thinking suicide by cop or something. Let me yeah. just instead of taking me away, let's yeah. do it. I
3: don't know. It, it probably, I probably, you know, it, it's not going to happen in a courtroom. You know, but nope, um,
0: nope. And I, and I, I you know, I, I can't get into a guy like that head. I have no, I, I have yeah, no I frame of reference for being in a sicko's brain. Don't know where he's coming from. You know? I, I don't think
2: so. I think he just has a terminal case of anger and impulsiveness or yeah. dumb acidness yeah. you know, that too all, all I mean, based this. on the original crime you right know, It just goes to show narcissism and you know impulsiveness will get you the opposite of what you want
0: that's a great point it, it wasn't that why he did what he did that he was something about a custody case yeah, he was, it was upset a child about a custody. custody case he yeah. was
3: upset with and he took it out on the first police officer that he <laughs> saw
0: when the police officer had nothing to do it no, and much less when the police had nothing to. Do, much less Marconi had no. Yeah, you they know, not related at all. No, so he was just upset, and he was going That's that whole lack of respect for
3: human life, which is probably why he was driving around um, by public safety headquarters to begin with. Right, he was looking for somebody to take it out on. Unfortunately, Officer Marconi was there just doing a traffic stop, um, w- routine uh, like any any police officer has done it at some point. I remember point. the night yeah. it happened or the day yeah. it happened, man. We were here, and it was just a horrible,
0: you know, and I heard from a lot of my cop friends at that time. It was a horrible deal. All right, so we'll see what his uh, sentencing brings when it gets started today. Uh, COVID coming back, and we're getting all the the talk now about vaccine mandates and not just mask mandates, but now vaccine mandates. In fact, the President of the United States yesterday said, it was, uh, and it, which is interpreted to mean, He's already told the VA that all the workers at the VA are going to have to get it, okay? And you've got uh, eight weeks to get it, or else you might be fired. Now, the interesting thing about this is Jen Psaki is saying, yes, we are working with localities on the idea of vaccine masks and mask mandates. But she will not talk about a vaccine mandate in the White House. We know COVID is in the White House. Is that people that were vaccined or vaccinated and they got it? Or was that people that were not vaccinated working in the White House? She was asked about a White House requirement and refuses to say anything about whether or not they are requiring it there. So we're going to talk a lot about that today. And a new poll out in the governor's race in Texas. How is the current governor, Greg Abbott, doing in the polling? We'll talk about that. Traffic and AccuWeather coming up together. okay we're here 210 599 210 599 you know we're hearing a lot about the uh, delta variant that's out there now and it's coming back with a vengeance and oh my god we need mask mandates and oh my god we need vaccine mandates and oh my god and oh my god and oh my god and, oh my god. and somebody said to me yesterday well okay i i hear all these stories and uh i i know people are you know in the media talking it up and and they're talking it up at the white house that we're having a resurgence and look out and oh my god but what is the context nobody ever goes into and explains the context so this person said to me and this person by the way happens to be a brilliant individual and very analytical thinker says to me um well okay how do i know what this all means if if i'm hearing percentage increases but i'm not hearing numbers and i'm not hearing hospitalization and death type stuff as well so we're going to talk about that because i i did a little research and i broke it down and i've got that coming up for you here in a little bit in a hypothetical poll between greg abbott and lieutenant colonel alan west and by the way if you did not hear that i talked to him on friday morning it's up on the trayware page, KTSA.com, my conversation with Lieutenant Colonel uh, Allen West. He is primary and Greg Abbott, along with Don Huffines. And I believe Chad Prather is as well, I believe. And I think you're going to try to get Chad too. Okay. Um, so, um, in a th- and, and West was the only one that the polling company did here. It's called Victory Insight. So it'll be interesting to see when the others are included in the polling. But just, just between Abbott and West – 73% of voters said they would vote for Greg Abbott. 17% said they would vote for Alan West. Victory Insight uh, determined that 71% of the undecided voters leaned in favor of Abbott over West. The poll also found that former President Donald Trump is still very positive here in Texas with Republicans. 92% of Republicans in Texas said they would uh, have a favorable opinion of uh, of Donald Trump. 78% of Texas Republicans will choose Trump as the president in 2024, according to this poll, as of now. Trump diehards more likely to support Abbott than West, according to the polling here. What do you think? 210 um, 599 I know it's uh, very early on, but the uh, primary process is well underway right now. Now you've heard on this show, you have heard from all three of the primary Candidates, We're going to keep uh, trying for Chad Prather and get him in here as well. But you've heard from all three of the primary candidates. Huffines and, of course, Greg Abbott, the current governor, and Lieutenant Colonel Allen West. Your thoughts and comments about those guys and what you think is going to turn out to be the best choice for Republicans going forward. Stick with the guy you got now or make a change to one of the others. 210-599-5555. Philip Cortez cannot decide what he wants to do. That's not a surprise. Philip Cortez is from San Antonio. He has always been that way. He does what the boss tells him to do. He's not a thinker on his own. So when Ferdinand says, hey, what you doing Go back to Texas? Get your butt back up here, boy. He does. He jumps. And that's exactly what happened here. When COVID broke, when the, when the Democrats took COVID to D.C., Cortez jumped on an airplane and got back here. He said, I want that COVID stuff, man! <laughs> Get me out of here. And he came back to Texas. And, of course, he made this big show about, I'm going back to Texas because I'm going to work on HB3 with Republicans. And then two days later, I can't work with these guys. They don't want to do anything. Really? They had welcomed him in. They were having discussions and so on and so forth. But let me tell you the kind of guy he is. And I think he represents most Democrats here in Texas. Okay? So he says to the House Speaker, I'm here. I'm here to work. I'm here to get the job done. And then he says, I need to leave the house for a little bit. I don't know. Run down to Wendy's for a burger. I have no idea. But I promise you I'm coming back. You sure? I promise you I'm coming back. He didn't. Went to the airport, got on an airplane, and flew back to D.C. And now there's a warrant out for him that the Speaker of the House signed yesterday. Now, the warrant doesn't mean anything because we can't cross state lines to go like pick him up and bring him back. Once he comes back to Texas, we can go send DPS troopers or Texas Rangers or whoever to pick him up and take him over to, uh, you know, Congress and and lock him up there at the Capitol and make sure he's there and blah blah blah. Which I'm not even sure that they're gonna do. My my question to Phelan and everybody else up in Austin is why did you trust him in the first place? These 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 are people you cannot trust. And and if he told you he had to leave the Capitol, you say no. I mean that was the deal, wasn't it? You remember last week I said. Two of them came back, one is over in Houston, and then there was Philip Cortez. Are you going to arrest him like the Governor said, and hold him there at the capitol and That did not happen, and you trusted him to come back on his own and i don 't know where you got the idea that you can trust these Democrats they're not trustworthy. they are liars the This bunch that went to went to uh uh D.C. They're liars and very untrustworthy. And yet you said, "Okay, uh, you just promised that you're going to come back and continue to work with us. And of course, he wasn't going to come back. He never intended to come back and work with Republicans. So this is the mess uh, that they've got themselves into. I think it's going to be a backlash against these Democrats. I hope it's going to be a backlash against these Democrats because they deserve it. Um, they, they had a job to do and they left that job and now they're begging for donations, even though they got a ton of money and there's a CVC on every corner. Now they're turning this into poor, poor, pitiful me. We need donations and other in, in, in order to stay up here and they don't need donations. They're getting $221 a day. There's a CVC uh cbs what do they call it uh walgreens on every corner you can go down there and get everything that you want while you're in dc and besides that beto o'rourke has sent all the the free stuff to him and nancy pelosi's been kissing their fanny since they got there so they don't need anything they're just making it look like how horrible this is we're suffering here in these really expensive nice hotels meanwhile back here in texas donald trump is putting his weight behind ag paxton over george p bush donald trump is saying that ken is strong on crime border security the second amendment election integrity and above all our constitution so donald trump is backing attorney general ken paxton over george p bush george p bush says it says that ken paxton is a career politician (laughs) and he needs to be removed no 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 what's funny about that is it's george bush saying it <laughs> career politician <laughs> okay i think your family wrote the book about that coming out. i don't know
2: i'm sure a lot of people are not going to agree with this but um don't get the vaccine you can't go to the supermarket don't have the vaccine you don't show it. can't go to the ball game don't have the vaccine can't go to work you don't have a vaccine can't come here no shirt no shoes no service that's where i think we should be right now
0: there's a Don Limon from CNN. Now, we're going to talk about that because um, not only that, but the governor of New York says they want to come to your front door, grab you, throw you in a car, and take you to get a shot. <laughs> Good morning. It's 536. Trey Ware, 550, KTSA, FM 1071. Trey page, ktsa.com. A majority of Americans oppose being forced or coerced into getting a vaccine for the Chinese coronavirus. According to the Traval Group and a study that they are putting out. Question Do you believe taking COVID vaccines should be mandatory or should taking the vaccines be a personal choice? Well, I'll just throw the phones open on that one at two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Overall, seventy two percent said vaccines should be a personal choice. Twenty two percent said they should be mandatory. The general sentiment holds cross-party lines. Democrats also believe it ought to be a choice and not mandatory. Do you think it ought to be mandatory that you get a shot? What about your kid going back to school? Should it be mandatory that they get the COVID vaccine? The White House said yesterday, that means Jen Psaki said yesterday, that the mandates, vaccine mandates, are meant to keep people safe, y'all. Come on. I would say the mandate is to make, make people safe around the country, she said. The American Hospital Association just backed vaccine mandates for hospital and health care workers, and they would like to see it spread to the general population where all 330 million of us would be forced to take the vaccine. The Department of Veteran Affairs announced yesterday, along with Joe Biden, that yes, you face removal from your job if within eight weeks you don't get vaccinated. Uh, And then asked about that and wanting some detail about the travel bans and what have you. Jen said, well, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a doctor. Don't ask me. Here locally, the two guys that are downtown, Riff and Raff, Bear County Judge Nelson Wolf and Mayor Ron Nirenberg, took a look at what they're doing in California and said, oh, that's so cool, dude. That's where San Frantonio is. So they put this statement out yesterday. We are supportive of the efforts of New York and California. We will be reviewing the legalities and practices of requiring a COVID nineteen vaccine and or weekly testing in conformity with CDC guidelines. Do you think there ought to be? You can you can choose either you get the vaccine or you're tested every week. That's what Nirenberg and Wolf are looking at doing right here. Now you just heard Don Lemon say that you should have the vaccine or if you don't have it, you cannot participate in daily life. You don't go to work. You don't go uh, here. You don't go to the supermarket. You don't go to school. You don't go anywhere. Andrew Cuomo, who is the governor of New York, said this.
2: I wear a mask because I care about you. I get a vaccine because I care about you. We understand that we are all in this together. We understand that as goes one, goes all in this city where we all live together and in this state where we all live together. We have to get back to work. We have to get back to work. And we have to get back to work now. And we have to spread this message or we're going to spread the virus. And we have to get in those communities. And we have to knock on those doors, and we have to convince people and put them in a car and drive them them. and get that vaccine in their arm. Okay.
0: Uh, So that's what he is proposing now, going to your front door, knocking on the front door, putting you in a car, and driving you to get a vaccine. It's not enough to mandate that you get a vaccine. We're actually going to come get you and take you to get one. Jen Psaki says that we're going to keep the restrictions on Americans and travel. She admitted that they are actively discussing with states the possibility of reinstating mask mandates and vaccination mandates, and they are keeping restrictions in place on people who want to travel to the United States, saying we're having a surge among the unvaccinated, and that's what's causing the recent spike. Well, (laughs) Red, you're right. That's what's causing the recent spike. But it's your border that's open, you dummy. (laughs) It's not the people coming from the UK that's bringing the COVID. It's the people coming across the border. And I said it back in January. I'll say it again. You opened the border and you brought this upon us. Now, what does it mean? Well, somebody asked me that yesterday saying I have no frame of reference on this because I'm not hearing any context to this. I'm not hearing numbers that make any sense in a context of anything. I'm just hearing we're up this or we're up that, but put it into context and, and maybe it'll make some sense. And I said, you know what, that's a really great point. And this person I was speaking with is a really analytical thinker. And so I said, you know, I'm going to do some analysis on that and put something together because since the beginning of this, The media and the government have done a horrible job of providing the context and the perspective to the COVID data that have driven so much of our lives over the past year and a half and being in the lockdowns and all this other stuff that we went through. And now we've got the Delta variant, and here's what I believe. No, it's not what I believe. I I know this to be fact. The government is running this top-down. It's not as though, and this is the way they're making it appear, that the CDC says something or whatever, you know, with a health organization say something and they respond. It's the other way around. They control the CDC through Walensky, and they control the other uh, mandates through uh, Fauci and whatever. It's, it's the administration that controls them. It's not them controlling the administration. So they say whatever they want be, to be done to the CDC or whatever. And the CDC issues the guidelines. And now you've got, boom, this is, this is how you're going to live your life contrary to claims that have been made by president biden the vaccines do not fully prevent you from testing positive for the virus but mitigate the system the the symptoms they do that for sure now the media and the government's obsession with the daily case numbers has always been misguided at best and at worst malicious we've talked about that over and over again how they have played with the numbers they've highlighted this number they've played this number down they've done whatever they can do to lock you down and to control you. Now, one of these days, they're going to write the history of this once great nation. And the news media and public health experts, they're transitioning from hospitalization and death numbers to daily positive tests as the primary COVID data point. That's going to be one of the final nails in the coffin of our formally free society. That's how they took our freedom away from us on purpose there is evidence and lots of it that the most prominent test is flawed and the cdc just recommended it be dumped because it can't differentiate between covid and influenza now we always seem to forget when the positive test first became the news media's metric of choice remember that it's positive this and positive there were no vaccines at that time and we had very little communal immunity very little at all So in theory, everybody who tested positive was at least somewhat vulnerable to a bad outcome, even though in reality, 98% of those in that group recovered and got well. Now that we have over half the nation at least partly vaccinated, another 10% has some, and it could be a higher number than this, some level of immunity from having previously contracted the virus, the focus on daily positive tests without at least some context has become absurd. And this is what people are asking for. What is the context? Because half the nation, ha- ha- you know, is vaccinated and we have a bunch more that have already gotten it and have recovered. So what what's the context on this? There is no indication as of right now, as I sit here today, could change, but as I sit here now, that hospitalizations and deaths are going to get to emergency levels. So we can't say this enough. That's the only standard when direct government intervention is remotely justified in our free country. When we see hospitalizations and deaths soar, that's when we need to take a look uh, at government intervention. If it's just a positive test, that that does not rise to the level of government intervention. We are now averaging over 45,000 new positive tests a day which is over triple the number when we got our low, which was about a month or so ago. Now that's understandable because it's it's alarming and that's understandable. Don't If you don't have any perspective, you hear that number on television, oh my God, let's lock down again. Let's put a mask on again. And the media and the government has very little incentive to provide you the context to help understand all of this. So like late in the, the swine flu, that was 09 and 10. We were averaging 57,000 cases a day, and we had an average uh, before that of 190,000 a day, and it was not considered a pandemic. Remember, the swine flu was not considered a pandemic, and the numbers were higher for the swine flu than they are for COVID. Yes, the positive COVID tests have increased recently, but they've done so in the seasonal pattern that we expect. What happened in the summer of 2020 is kind of what we're seeing happen now. The numbers are still much lower than the height of the summer spike last year and dramatically less than the worst of the winter that we had 250,000 a day. And at that time, we had no vaccines and relatively no herd immunity, right? And our health care system with the exception of a few hot spots, did not reach the critical levels of grave danger. Like in New York, Trump sent the boat up there, sent the ship up there, the mercy ship. They didn't even use it. They didn't need it. And that was one of the worst spots on the planet. So thanks apparently to the vaccines, the rise in these positive tests has not caused a dangerous increase in hospitalizations and deaths. No rise yet in the big number of people currently dying with COVID. A few upticks, but not this gigantic, man, everybody's dying from it. Because why? Half of America is vaccinated and more have had it. So, unless the effectiveness of the vaccines is one of the greatest frauds of all time, we are currently, right now, as we sit here in no danger of seeing the numbers that once again threaten to cause a catastrophic failure in our health care system. We're not. Because with over half of America being vaccinated, and then on top of that you got people who have natural immunity because they went through it, yes, they may test positive, but they're in a better situation to not be hospitalized or die from it. And the only time we want the government to even think about stepping in is when the death rate is just blowing the doors off, and it's not. Because we now have the vaccine. This is how it goes. Now the purveyors of fear that are out there, this is all playing the expectations game. They won the expectations game, right? You expect that they're you turn on the TV or whatever, they're gonna scare you. And that's to control. That's to do these mandates that they're talking about. We're gonna mandate this, we're gonna mandate the shot. We're going to mandate the mask and all that kind of stuff. It's all meant to put fear in your head. The current debate and at the heart of it, how we respond to this is the notion that zero COVID is attainable and folks, it is not attainable. You're not going to get to zero COVID. The so-called experts that are out there, they have infamously and radically moved the goalposts since the very beginning. How many times have we said that about Fauci? Fifteen days to slow the spread. Wear a mask, don't wear a mask. Trying to pretend that we can live in a semi-free society and somehow eradicate a virus completely is foolish. It is delusional. It's impossible you're not going to do it. The experts want to see us panic? They want us to go back to lockdowns. They're already saying it. But the level now that we see indicates position is actually one for now that is anti-science. And the reason for that is more than half of America has the vaccine, which means the numbers are going to be far better in survivability and less hospitalization rates than they were last year. COVID is not ever going to go down to zero. It's not going to happen. We are in a much better position this year because of the vaccines and the herd immunity to deal with a spike like this. Now that's the context. That's putting it all into context. I'm going to do that on ABC. It's just that the numbers are rising. The The positivity rate is rising. What's going on with the death rate? what's happening with the death rate. That's the one positivity rate. Okay. The flu positivity rate goes up every year too and has forever. So, and we've been just fine. So that's where this is now. Am I poo-pooing vaccines? Of course not. I've been vaccinated, and I've said a million times, I'm not going to tell you to do something. That's something you do with your doctor. That's part of living in a free society. You do what you do you. I'm vaccinated. But I do encourage everybody to take this seriously. Everybody's different, and everybody's affected differently. Take it seriously. It's not something you want to mess around with. But it is ultimately up to you, or should be anyway. But now they're talking about taking that choice away from you and making a shot in your arm compulsory. 210-599-55. 550
4: KTSA Morning News with Trey Ware appear courtesy of the Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline. There, of course, is an active discussion about a range of steps that can be taken, as there has been from the first day of this administration. Luna. Oh,
0: yeah, ha, ha. ha my corona i get it hey mark corona. you're on ktsa good morning hey thanks a lot for being a voice of uh reason uh and faith and, and also liberty and, and and justice here in south texas and also if it wasn't for talk radio and and hosts like you with actually putting out the information um we'd be really in a world of hurt because uh the amount of hype and hysteria is just is is as as you're as you're outlining it's just become it's it's really become uh, it's really become really unprecedented at least in in least in in my in my memory and i'm
5: 62 and i can't remember anything like this ever ever happening
0: before fear is the greatest motivator and they're trying to motivate people into uh their their own uh enslavement if you will hey mark thanks for being there it's guys like you that are there every day that that make this possible edgar go right ahead oh we lost edgar okay 210 599 quick break for the top of the hour news we continue with you coming up trey Ware, ktsa
2: energitis in schools you gotta take a vaccine to do that you gotta take vaccines to in order to get to be employed
0: Whoa, hold on there, big boy. <laughs> hey, hold on. Um, is your kid vaccinated? Then why do you care if the other kid is or not? Stop it. Knock it off. I'm gonna make this really simple for the dumb people, alright? It's like the seatbelt law. What do you care? We had a guy crash apparently last night and wasn't apparently according to the reporting. He wasn't wearing a seatbelt. Was ejected out of his car and he died. Now it's on him. Sorry to sorry to hear it happen. Now, I know how that law got passed. That was the insurance uh, lobby that got that passed cuz they didn't want to have to pay for people who wrecked without a seatbelt, busted a noggin wide open and they got to pay the, the the benefits on that. So you know, the the they, they lawyers own Congresses and legislatures all across America, and that's how they got that passed. Try to do the same thing here on a a COVID uh, mandate that you have to take the vaccine. And guys, just so you know, I am not one of these that says this is a hoax. It's very real, and you want to take it very seriously. But in a free society, the government forcing you to take a, uh, take a vaccine? When right now you're hearing, and I went through it in the last half hour, so for those of you who are just now waking up and just now tuning in, you're hearing all the talk about the Delta variant, and we got a Delta this, and we got a Delta dawn. What's that flower you got on? We got all this going on right now, and they're running a hype machine 24-7, you need to be scared and Ron and the judge. They can't wait. They're chopping it to give it to back on TV. We actually love what they're doing in California with the mandates. So we're running it through our legal department to see if we can mandate that you take the vaccine. Do you want to be mandated to take the vaccine or should that be a choice? two one zero I'm I'm telling you they're going to do it to the kids the minute the FDA says it's approved for kids. It will be approved it will be a mandate before the kids can go back to school. They're going to do it. As sure as I'm standing here, they're going to do it. So should that apply for all of us? 210 599 White House says yes. We're looking at that for across America. Uh, They're talking about it here. They're talking about it everywhere. They're talking about it everywhere. Uh, 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 You must get it. Cuomo. Cuomo. Can we play Cuomo? Okay. So let's just play the short version, Chris. And this is is, uh, Andrew Cuomo, the governor of New York wants to come in a car to your house and put you in a car to take you to go get a shot.
2: We have to get in those communities and we have to knock on those doors and we have to convince people and put them in a car and drive them and get that vaccine in their arm. That is the mission.
0: No, it is your own mission if you're concerned about your health to get the vaccine. And I am vaccinated and I think it works but that's up to you to do that, not up to them to come. Well, no, let me turn that around. Do you think that that people with the government should come to your door and toss you in a car and take you to get a vaccine? 210-599-5555. Take care of yourself. That's what people in a free society do. Now, you're hearing all the numbers, and I won't go into the great specificity and the detail that I did in the last half hour. If you missed it, you can listen to it again on the Trayware page, KTSA.com. It was great. It was really good because I took the time to do an analysis of where we are right now and to put it in context. And that's the problem is when you hear these snippets on the news and the numbers are going up and the case numbers are going up and every day the case numbers are going up, what you're hearing there is a bunch of hype meant to scare you fear is the greatest motivator so it's meant to scare you there's no reason to be scared take the necessary steps to protect yourself but you don't have to be scared about this 210 599 should vaccines be mandated by the government that you have to get a vaccine? They're also talking about locking us down again. They're talking about masks and all this. Now, wh- what's the reality of it? What's different? Yes, we're having a seasonal growth on this that is, by and large, due to an open border. Let's not make a mistake about that. Let's be perfectly clear. Joe Biden opened a border January 20th, and when he did that, I said we're going to see a rise in these cases. I brought my notes in last week and read them to you, and we did. We saw a rise in cases After the border was completely open and we see our Border Patrol agents every week are coming down with COVID. Now, what is different this year than last year? What's different? At this point, more than half of Americans are vaccinated. And then there's more on top of that that have already had it and recovered, like Don and others that we talked about. Already had it and recovered. They're, they're they're on the other side of it. So they have the antibodies naturally. So I don't know, you know, you're, you're probably talking somewhere uh, greater than 60 70% have already gone through it or have been vaccinated. The vaccines will not prevent you from a positive test. The vaccines will keep you from being on a ventilator in a hospital. And that's the number we need to pay attention to. The big number here as far as government involvement in our lives, is not case numbers going up. That's not the big number. The big number is hospitalizations and deaths. But the media changed from that last year. They wouldn't talk about hospitalizations and deaths last year because, like in New York's case, it started out horrendous. Trump sends the mercy ship up there, and they don't need it because the numbers they wanted to hype were the positive numbers, and that's what they're doing again now. They're hyping the positive cases, the positive cases, the positive cases. Well, for those who are vaccinated or who have already been through it, the positive cases is not the issue because it keeps you from getting extremely ill. 210 599 But still, there are those who say it must be mandated. The same people who say you wearing a seatbelt must be mandated. You wearing a helmet on your motorcycle must be mandated so we're going to mandate you get the jab richard go right ahead
5: yeah um i uh, just uh, cannot ignore the timeline of everything that has occurred in december of 2019 all over the news was the first trump impeachment and when that basically did not succeed uh six weeks later we have the corona occur. And then all during the uh, 2020 election, uh, Trump was talking about the uh, economy and how the 401ks were good and all that thing. So how do you shut an economy down Well, you have a pandemic?
0: Sure. And Richard, I got to let you go because we've got a horrible phone line, but I, I got your point. Thank you very much. David, go right ahead. You're on. Um, so Chris, just so you know we we'll need to unplug on line two every time I activate line two, it hangs up on our listener, so it it does that every once in a while we need to i don't know I can probably unplug and plug the thing back in here uhll do a little surgery right here on the radio yeah, I'll just uh hang with me for a minute. there we go. We'll take a quick break when we come back. The phone will be working again at 210 599 5555. 210 599 5555. I look forward to speaking with you about this right now. 210 599 5555. I want to tell you about Shirt's Funeral Home. You know, at Shirt's Funeral Home, it's a loving, caring place to take care of your entire family and your needs right now at a moment when you are facing the death of somebody that you love. You want to have a great funeral planning company that will sit down with you, who understands what you're going through, who's been there before themselves, who who know all the various products and, and services and everything and how to walk you through the process. And that's exactly what they do at Shirts Funeral Home is they just really walk you through the process. I've been there myself several times, and I know how this works now. But, you know, the first time you don't, the first time you go through this, you have no idea what any of this does or how you do it or what to do and all that. And shirts Funeral Home, they do. And uh, certainly they work with the military for military honors funerals. They have a beautiful chapel there if you want to have the service there. I've, I've done that before. It's a beautiful place. They're very accommodating. Whatever it takes to help you get through this, that's what Church Funeral Home is going to do for you and your family. That's Church Funeral Home at 210-658-9224. And be sure to tell them Trey Ware said hello, okay? Um, AccuWeather forecast, partly sunny and high, 96 today. Tomorrow and Thursday, partly sunny. High tomorrow, 93, and a high on Thursday of 94. And it's Hey, this is Scott Robbins, and you're listening to News Talk 550, KTSA and FM 1071. Stay connected.
4: Certainly, uh, the surge in cases among unvaccinated, vaccinated because of the delta variant uh, prompts uh, you know even more discussion about what actions can be taken
0: and they're talking about mandating covid-19 vaccines are you for it 210 or should it be a choice should you have that choice removed 210 599 55 55. Now, beginning today, apparently, I listening to Don's newscast, we're going to start hearing the testimony on January 6th. The great threat to democracy that happened on January. The insurrection that happened on January 6th at the Capitol. It was not an insurrection. It was not a threat to our democracy. Our government was never in peril on January 6th. Can we get that perfectly clear? If you disagree with me on that, then I want to hear from you. 210 599 government. Our was not in peril on January 6th. That was not a threat to democracy. It was not an insurrection. I can give you a ton of examples that are real-world threats to our democracy. Let's start with what they're teaching kids in school, Marxism. Let's start with critical race theory and Marxism. Same thing. They're the same thing. When you break down critical race theory, it's Marxism. That's what they're teaching in school. That is a threat to our democracy. A wide open southern border is a threat to our democracy. It's a threat to our democracy. I could go on and on. The violence last year from BLM on the streets of America, a threat to our democracy. Those are actual threats, and there's many, many more I could name. Last year, or or what happened on January 6th, was not a threat to our democracy. Our government was not in peril on that day. However, you can turn on C-SPAN now. They're going to run a series on the Capitol riot with interviews from 14 different members of Congress. They're going to turn it into a a television series over on C-SPAN. So, Michael, you're on KTSA with Trey. What's on your mind? Make him a call. You bet. Uh, as far
5: as the uh, mandating uh, the government mandating us to get the shot, I don't think the government should mandate us to do anything. But my opinion is, I think people should get the vaccine. Um, I was one of those that I was going to wait. I was going to wait it out. I wanted to see more numbers on the effects of the vaccine. But after going through it myself and members of my family, of uh, people who got both shots. And got positive, not even a cough, not even a sniffle. I spent six days in the hospital, got COVID pneumonia, um, and I didn't get the shot.
0: Yeah.
5: So, you know, and I got, I got, I got more uh, educated while I was in the hospital with 10 different doctors, 20 different nurses.
2: Right.
5: And I, you know, I really thought I was, you know, I was going to get the shot eventually. I was going to wait it out. I wanted to see more numbers and, uh, you know, just realizing that this COVID vaccine has been around for a while. Right. It's not brand new. It's brand new to COVID treatment, but it's not like it was invented six months ago. No, all
0: they did was they added certain proteins to it right. for right. the COVID. No, it's something that's right. been around for a while, oh, right. and that's right. why it's working. That's right. why it's working.
5: A, right, it does. And I think a lot of, I think some people, I don't know, I'm just, I'm just assuming I should maybe should do that, but... I think a lot of people might think this is a brand-new vaccine. They just invented it. I'm not going
0: to get oh, it. Oh, everybody thinks I, that. Everybody yeah, thinks so, that. Yeah. I, the, I, the whole I idea of this thing being that, – that's how they got it out so quickly, Michael, and, and thank you yes. for your call, is that, no, they took an existing vaccine and they changed a couple of proteins in there to make it work against COVID-19. And, look, it's a very real disease, and it's a very real problem, and you need to take it very seriously. I just disagree with the government saying you have to take this. I, I don't think the government ought to do that on anything. But anyway, uh, David, you're on. Go ahead, David. Hey,
6: um, my wife's a nurse in the Texas prison unit, so I'll make it broad. And one of her uh, guards went to another unit seven days ago, and he came back. And now he's gone because he didn't get the COVID uh, shots. He got the uh, Delta variant, and he's no longer with
0: us. He passed away.
6: And, yeah, and the... One of the ladies at one of the uh, other facilities that uh, is the infectious disease control person has refused to get the shot, and is fighting for her life. Yeah. Yeah, so sure. I- I'll employ people. It's still here. It's worse than it ever was, as in uh, the, the the variant and, and how fast it infects other people and how fast you can go. So yeah. I don't know about the mandate, but if, if that story helps one person, to make up their mind and the previous caller just said yep. I, I hope people really listen
0: there you go thank you david i appreciate it talk to your doctor take it seriously and talk to your doctor debbie you're on ktsa with trey go right ahead
4: hey good morning and thanks for being the voice of reality i don't even listen to other news anymore on tv because it's all what they want you to see and what they want you to hear so thanks for being there for us thank you um, you know i really feel like if it was as I'm not saying it's not real, and that the vaccine's not important, but I really think that the occupants of the White House are flooding America with people coming across the border. Yep. And if they wanted us to take it seriously, they should start right there. Give everybody because they dissolve them around the country. They should be giving them all the one-shot Johnson and Johnson because we'll never find them again. And at least they wouldn't be affecting all of America. But I think those occupants of the White House, um, President Trump got in their way. So they're just figuring out something else that they can do to America. And I don't think this should be mandated. And, I, you know, Ron and Bandana Boy are doing all they can.
0: Howdy doody. To <laughs> That's right.
4: Oh, well, I like that, yeah. name. Uh, but I know they're just trying to shut us down again. I mean, they, they loved being in charge of, of uh, our lives here. And I just hope Governor Abbott will stick up for Texas again and say we're not shutting it, shutting it down. But I just think if they started with the border, they would show people right. how real – that's that right this serious needs Th- to be see that's the
0: point and debbie i gotta let you go but that is the point right there right you can't claim that this is serious and i say it is it is very serious but they cannot claim that it's serious and leave the border open and have people come across the border every day that have it that's how dumb is that to say this is really serious and it's going to kill people and then you got the border open and you're putting them on buses and airplanes and sending them all across the country into communities and their kids are going to go to school with your kids but it's serious. It is serious. Shut the freaking border down. Eddie, you're on KTSA. Go ahead.
5: Hi. Good morning, Trey. You know, um, it can't be mandated. I've known and an encountered in what I do, several people who their doctors have told them not to get, get vaccinated. I've, uh, I know of at least three people that have died after taking the vaccine and at least two of them have been nurses. And we don't hear about that. It's a dangerous vaccine. What they're doing to people is unprecedented. And it cannot be mandated.
0: Thank you very much, Eddie. i got to leave it right there. Um, 210-599-5555. Quick break for the bottom of the hour news. More on the other side. Rand makes his move. I'll tell you about that. And don't forget, it's Tech Tuesday. Tech Tuesday. West Bunch coming up at 6.50. We'll talk about the latest in tech stuff. Car Zeus. Is a great company to help you sell your vehicle now look if you're if you're looking to sell your car a lot of times that's a big hassle and a headache for a lot of people because you, 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 if you're going to sell it privately you got to advertise it on the web you got to go to you know something on google or you got to somewhere and try to sell this thing and then you got to meet strangers and let them test drive your car and all that well car zeus removes all of that for you it's a very simple process and it's done online You log on to the website, com. You do a description of the vehicle. It only takes a couple of minutes. Then they send you a free no-obligation offer. It will not cost you a dime to get the offer, and you're not obligated to accept it. You can decide. It's your vehicle. And they have nothing to sell. So they're not going to be there harassing you, trying to talk you into selling your vehicle to them. That's not their deal. They are there to help you walk through it and to get to the right decision for you so they'll be there when you're ready to sell your car or your truck just reach out to them they'll take great care of you that's car to
4: reiterate it which we announced last week is that uh-huh. if there's uh, an individual who uh-huh. is uh, has close proximity to any of the four principles as defined by the white house medical unit in uh-huh. line with cdc guidelines on what? what that looks like we will then make that information available and immediately public to all of you
0: yeah but jen Are you mandating vaccines in the White House? Answer that question, which she refused to. Good morning, 638. Trey Ware, KTSA. Trey Ware page, KTSA.com. The little commie from New York, AOC, wants to get rid of the U.S. carceral system. She says it's designed to trap black and brown men. It's time to get rid of the U.S. carceral system, which means shut down the prisons. She says she wants to abolish prisons and turn them loose, baby. Because it's all about freedom. It's all about justice. That's what I want. I want freedom. I want justice. I want peace. I want prosperity. So let's shut down the prisons. What do you do with all those murders? It? Like this Otis dude from yesterday that shot a cop, killed a cop. What do you do with him if you don't have a prison to put him in? Line one, Monica, you're on KTSA. Good morning to you, Monica. Good
1: morning, Trey. Um, I just wanted to let you know that I think the experimental agents should not be mandated Um, Because it's not safe and it's not needed I read an article yesterday about a woman in Minneapolis who was working at a clinic and was instructed to take the experimental agent as a result she lost both legs and both hands following the second shot we are not being told the truth about the massive injuries and deaths from the experimental agent these evil people behind them do not care about any of us if they did they would not have funded the gain of uh, the gain of function research in the Wuhan lab with our tax dollars they would not have used the PCR test that was not calibrated correctly, causing a majority of false positive results, and they never should have been testing people with no symptoms because they're not contagious. They would have been
0: right, cost
1: and readily available, but they chose not to, and Americans need to ask why and pay attention because we're, we're witnessing the demise of America, and you, may God help us.
0: You cut out for a second there. What did you say right before that, Monica?
1: Um, I was saying, um If if they cared about us, they would have been offering treatments that are safe, low-cost, and readily available, but they chose not to. And Americans need to ask why and pay attention because we're witnessing the demise of America.
0: Okay. Thank you, Monica. Appreciate your call. 210-599-5555 West Bunch is coming up from Bridgehead IT for Tech Tuesday. Rand Paul has made his move. He sent a letter to Attorney General Merrick Garland yesterday alleging that Anthony Fauci had potentially violated 18 U.S. Code 1001 which says, don't lie before Congress. And if you lie before Congress, we'll put you away for five years. I don't know of anybody who's actually gone away for five years for lying to Congress. Okay? Remember Clapper? And Clapper admits that he lied to Congress. What did they do to him? Zero, zilcho, nada. And if you think that Joe Biden's uh, Department of Justice is going to move on Anthony Fauci for anything that Fauci does, you're drinking really good stuff. Cause they're not moving on him or anybody else. They're not going to move on Hunter. They're letting Hunter do this quote anonymous sales of his crappy blow art. It's awful, and he's terrible. And we all know what's going on. We all know the scam that he's pulling on this. And they're not going to do anything to stop him from doing that. That's coming up this weekend, by the way. He's going to be able to. I guess I I I in my head, I guess he's you know more influence for Daddy. More meetings for daddy or whatever. But uh, that's coming up this weekend. He's going to sell his crap he calls art. This blow art stuff. And uh, they're not going to do anything. They're not going to do anything about him. They're, the, the, the investigation into his laptop is over. It's dried up. Remember the guy, John Durham and all that. He's going to get him and he's going to. Now, nah, come on now. You knew that they weren't because that's how the swamp always operates. Here in Texas, we're concerned apparently about the Big 12. Because now Oklahoma and the University of Texas are leaving to go over to the SEC. This all has to do with the changes in the NCAA and the money that's going to be allowed in the NCAA. And I explained all that last week about how these teams want to get over the SEC where they're going to get the huge contracts, the big money, the huge endorsements for their players so they can bring in the players of the future. When Texas and Oklahoma leave the Big 12, whenever that is, and they will here soon, uh what that's going to leave you with is baylor and tcu and texas tech in the big 12 the big 12 would be over history all right west bunch joining me next from bridgehead it for tech tuesday here on ktsa amagy bank you talk about tech amagy is great with technology uh, we do basically basically all of our uh, banking online so easy to do whatever you need to do and amigee has the latest greatest equipment overseen by experts in cybersecurity and safety um they they also have guys that really men and women of course who really understand family-run businesses they're a great organization for that if you have a family-run business of any size might be gigantic corporation and you and i both can name a few right or if it's a small mom and pop deal whatever Amagi can be your best friend in, uh, in business. They really can. Not only do they have the money, and that's what people always think of a bank for. Okay, we got the money. They do. They have $12 billion in assets, so whatever you need money for, lines of credit, all that kind of stuff, of course they'll set you up with all that and get you going strong. But when it comes to connecting you with people that are in your industry or who are important to your industry, who can answer questions for you, give you advice, you know, those kind of things. Amogee's great at doing that, too. I mean, they really have a great concern for family-run businesses. And there's some to be said about keeping family uh, harmony as well. I've been involved in family-run businesses basically all of my life. was born into family-run businesses, and the harmony thing is super important, and they help with that at Amogee Bank. So just check them out. You know, any anytime you're, you're even thinking about any kind of banking resource, I want you to go straight to Amogee and have a conversation with them because they're going to take great care of you. That's Amagy, N-A, member FDF.
4: Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline. Yeah. Uh, uh. All
0: right, so Wes is coming up. Text Tuesday, just a second, but I want to do this story real quick. Okay. All right, so over in uh, Bernie, they're going to start making you dial the 830, just like we have to do here with 210. You have to do right. that over in Bernie now yeah. uh, because they've got some changes coming. I guess you probably covered this in a news story. But I was looking into this here. You got to do all ten digits, and uh, and they're giving you some time. It's October twenty fourth before it doesn't work anymore for you, right? Okay. Right. But if you don't dial the area code, then you're automatically routed to the national suicide hotline. What? Well, yeah, that's what it says. And I'm thinking it's not that serious. <laughs> I mean, <you> know. <laughs> It's not that serious. You're just trying to call an Uber. That's it. That's all I want to do. And uh, order a pizza. Uh, dial dial your eight three zero, but it automatically. The the deal is. Uh, nine eight eight is factored in with eight three zero, and the nine eight eight prefix is going to be the all new abbreviated dialing code for the national suicide hotline and all oh, that. Okay. So if you don't dial the eight three zero, it automatically right, sends so you to the national okay. suicide
3: hotline. So, so it's so. not something they did on purpose; it just happened. No, 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 but that's the way the
0: story's written. Yeah, when you read the story, you go,
3: "Why would they do that?" Well, I,
0: I mean, yeah. all I did was dial the wrong number. I mean, it's not—I don't need to talk to you. I just dialed the wrong number.
3: I'll hang up and ca- drive back. Back. right thanks a lot that's the end of October's when that starts in 24th 24th okay yep all right west bunch is joining
0: me from bridgehead it on the stevens roofing news maker hotline here to talk about uh well since we're talking phones west let's talk a little about about text messaging and you're telling me to never use the security code what's up with that
6: Yeah, so um, that's called a two-factor authentication code. And two-factor authentication is extremely important, by the way. We should have it everywhere because passwords are not secure. Pass- usernames and passwords by themselves are not secure because passwords can get guessed, they can get fished, they can get brute force attacked, right? And so we have all these sites like Facebook, Microsoft, Amazon, PayPal, or probably our computer banking. They're all, uh, you know, trying to drive us to better secure our apps using two-factor authentication. And that's, that's smart. That's great. Uh, the problem is, is that the default delivery mechanism that they offer is is SMS or text message, and the SMS system is inherently insecure. There's three really big problems with it that uh, really warrant using something else other than that. Uh, first thing is a, a text message is sent in clear text across the phone networks. So so think of it like a postcard that you send through the mail. Anybody can look at that and see that go by and intercept that code. So it's it's easy to intercept it. It's easy to be reused, which is problematic. Um, have you ever installed an app on your phone and it says, hey, this app is going to have access to your contacts? Yes. It's going to have access to your text messages? Yes. Yes. Well, there's a lot of nefarious apps that might look like a video game or something simple that you want to use or your kids use. And what they're doing in the background is, is they're forwarding your text messages out to a bad actor. So apps on your phone can take that security code, send it to a bad actor, and now that bad actor has your, you know, your, you know, quote unquote secure code, right? And then thirdly, it's surprisingly easy to trick these mobile phone companies into sending you a, a sim card for a target of somebody you're trying to attack you know i can in, impersonate you relatively easy and get the sim card to your phone sent to me and then all of a sudden my phone becomes your phone uh. and then i can intercept those <laughs> those, uh. those secure codes and so the alternative is is to use an authenticator app and there's three of them out there that are good uh, there's actually more than that but three that are easy to get and free one's called a microsoft authenticator the other one's called the google authenticator and then there's one called Authy. And these are just apps that that are not text message based. They just display the code for you. So when you enter in your username and password to the site, you, you pull up your computer or your phone and you open up the app and boom, there's your six digit code and you can type it in and you know that it's secure. It's encrypted. It can't be intercepted, et cetera. So, really important to use those those second factor codes, but but we really don't want to be using SMS messages for that.
0: Do you know at all if you're being is there or is there a way to know if you are being hacked? I mean, obviously you're not going to get something on your screen. I guess it's going to say you're being hacked right now. So is there some sort of daily or weekly exercise part of your maintenance? Like I I I do a total fresh restart, not just a restart but i do a reboot of my phone all of my systems at least once a week as part of just a regular maintenance thing is there something that we ought to be doing to check and see if we were hacked or somebody's sucking our information out or what
6: it's really difficult too because, you know, the whole basis and the whole theory behind these guys is, is to fly under radar and they're so good at just is it it just being nearly impossible to find. But the things that I do is, you know, I run an, an antivirus application on my phone. There's a lot of great uh free ones out there. There's some great paid ones too. Um I'm just very careful about what I install. If I see an app that wants access to like everything on my phone, no. I just I just don't install it. Yeah. I don't do it because I, I just don't know. Um you you know and, and then and then I, I yeah restarting the phone is important as well to having a code on your phone so somebody can't grab it and, and and put something on there when you're not looking at it but yeah it's almost a, it's a pretty futile exercise to to try and determine if you've been hacked it's it's just better to focus on the prevention side and and, and really do all you can to to keep those guys out
0: yeah you know, it's great the, the technology and everything is wonderful it certainly has improved our lives in so many ways but it sure does open up a whole other can of worms as far as all this is concerned concern, man.
6: Indeed, it does. We we have to be very careful. It is a, a double-edged sword, indeed.
0: Yeah. Thank you, Wes. I appreciate Tech, Tuesday, Tech Tuesdays with you, man. I appreciate you and Bridgehead IT. Thanks for being here. Likewise, have a good rest of the day. You too. That's Wes Bunch, owner of Bridgehead IT, with Tech Tuesday here on KTSA, which I'm not going to try to say five times real fast or anything like that. Okay, so uh, Border Patrol has opened the gates to hundreds of migrants near West Texas coming across the border. Uh, Randy Clark reporting that over at Breitbart. He's a friend of ours. We've had him on the show many times. He's the guy that actually goes and sees what's going on and tells you with his own eyes, with video, as far as what's going on. And Monday, Border Patrol agents were met by hundreds of these illegal immigrants walking to the fence, entering the United States, and they were overrun again on Monday and had to open the gates and let these people in there, in. They're coming over the border. They're coming through the border by the tens of thousands and the millions. And Joe Biden and Jen Psaki and the Democrats in D.C. are talking about mandating that you get the vaccine when they've got the border wide open, it makes absolutely no sense to force American citizens. What did, it, what did Cuomo say? He wants to come to your house, put you in a car, and drive you to get the vaccine. Now, COVID's real. COVID is serious. But I've already gone over a couple of times, and I'll do it again during wear and rhyme. I'll, I'll put it into the context so that everybody understands what's going on right now and what they're doing. The greatest motivator is fear, and that's exactly what's happening here, trying to motivate people to go back into lockdown, back into masks, and to take this thing, either take it voluntarily or, as they're now talking, they may end up mandating that we all have to get the vaccine, either a government mandate or locking you out of business and entertainment and everything else unless you have it. Back in a minute with Ware and Ryman next, KTSA.